And now, to wrap this week's show up, we're going to do a quick hitting top five in honor of the signing of Ryan Howard. Who, keep in mind, if you listen to our earlier segment, was brought in to be a pinch hitter. So, Graham, let's just discuss real quick the top five uh, Braves pinch hitters in our lifetime. So that's from 89 to now. And so once again, sorry, long-time homers. This is uh, loosely based on opinion, loosely based on facts, loosely based on distant memories. Indeed. So I want to have an honorable mention here. First off, I think you can have one honorable mention for your boy. I know we'll discuss. Ah, okay. Um, So not really the world's greatest pinch hitter or anything like that. But Rafael Belliard, who was a member of the Braves in the uh, the '90s, was on that '95 World Series championship team. Made that amazing catch in foul ground for the second out in the '95 World Series. Uh, Rafael Belliard was an incredible defensive whiz. Not really known for his bat, but made a lot of plays from what my childhood fuzzy warm memories can conjure up. And uh, was always an all effort guy. So that would be my honorable mention in terms of just a utility guy. And some of you out there that know me from my Gwinnett Braves days are going to be shocked that this guy isn't number one. I think he should be, but Graham's full of shit. Uh, but my honorable mention is the second mention in this episode, actually, of Pete Orr. Unless it gets cut out. <laughs> uh, Pete Orr, the old uh, Canadian utility player, uh, could play second base or third base for you. Uh, maybe hit one home run in his career, uh, didn't wear batting gloves, and was fast as hell. Didn't you talk to him at one point, too? Oh, yeah, I met Pete Orr. What did I say to him? You were there. I was talking <laughs> Were you drunk or something? I think I said, hi, Pete, and he said, what's up? Um, so that was pretty cool. Nice guy. That's He was at the end of his career, which is still now. Um, just trying to figure things out in the minor leagues. He's still playing, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Is he in, in the minors or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he, he's a hustle guy. Every, every team needs just a, a gritty, dirty. He'd be the guy with the most dirt on his uniform. Um, you always got to have that type of guy. Yeah, I don't have too many memories of Pete Orr, but I remember him being a solid little player. So had a lot of pine tar on his helmet too. Yep. So we'll get kicked off with our top five. Uh, starting at number five is Mark DeRosa who had his big debut in 2001 against Montreal, where he hit a home run. He played in a few games. I'm sure you all remember it. Yeah, it was uh, against the Expos. I can't. I think it was in June. Uh, it was a walk-off home run to win the game. He was replacing for Call, who I think was out for the year that year, uh, to play shortstop. Stayed on the Braves for about five or six years. Um, we thought that maybe he could be a potential stud, but he never really... He went to the Cubs and became a really good player, actually. Well, he was good, and I think, but he wasn't like... Someone said something that was really interesting about him because he has this reputation for just being an incredible teammate. And when the Cubs had that amazing year, I think it was in like 2008 or something like that when he was on that team, Yeah, a lot of those players said, we wouldn't be shit without, uh, without the contributions that DeRosa, his leadership that he made to that team. I know so. he came up as a uh, managerial um, possibility now that he's retired. Yeah. They're squawking about... He's doing the MLB the, Network the, thing. They're squawking about the Braves hiring him to replace Freddie. Before Snitker came along. Yeah, and uh, he was always a pretty darn solid little player. So yeah. another 
Another good uh, Braves pinch hitter. So number five, Mark DeRosa. Yep. Number four, we have the ageless one, Julio Franco. Um, definitely had some more regular playing time than a lot of guys on this list, uh, which might be why he's a little lower. But um, consummate professional, an incredible hitter, incredible eye for the ball. Uh, everybody loved him. And actually, something that to make a callback to an earlier segment in the show, uh, I, he was on the Mets the same time as Tom Glavin. Yeah. When Julio and I went to, I think I went to like almost every game that series. I think it was like two or three games. And um, so that night, Tom Glavin was, you know, pitching booze. He comes up the bat, booze. Julio Franco comes up the bat. It everyone was like cheered. everyone just getting up, going eight shit, clapping why. their ass off for Julio Franco. Not to say that wasn't deserved, but you're going to give Julio Franco. Yeah, why would he get that? Yeah. Just because he's old. Yeah, and he was it's a novelty, a good guy. And then you're gonna say "fuck you" to Tom Glavin. He swung a big ass bat. Yeah. Now I think the fences have been mended with Tom Glavin. He's obviously a semi regular on the Braves, right? Uh, you know the Braves uh, TV broadcast yeah. and things like that. And I think everything's fine. I think everybody was just in a bad spot of that situation. But I remember as a kid that pissed me off. And I was like, I mean, I clapped for Julio too, but I was like, I'm clapping for Tom Glavin. Fuck the rest of you. Just look around. You were just glaring at everyone around you, saying, "What the hell's the matter with you?" Pretty much. So, but anyways, really loved Julio, and the uh, the city definitely did as well. Julio Franco, number four. Uh, number three is big Eric Hensky, who was on the team from like, 2010 to about 2012. Yep. Um, hit one of the most epic pinch hit home runs I've ever seen um, in the 2010 National League Division Series uh, game three. We were down one to nothing. It was the bottom of the eighth inning. 0-2 count. And Hensky hits an incredible ball is about belt high, just crushes the ball down the right field line. Looked like it was going foul. It hits off the foul pole. Everyone just loses their minds. Tomahawk chop out of the ass. We think we're going to win. It's two to one. It's amazing. And then we obviously blow it because yeah. we're Atlanta. But it's one of the classic highest of highs before the lowest of lows. Yep. Which will be a segment for us down the road. Absolutely. We'll, we'll go through all those memories. Yep. Um, Nightmares. But that was an incredible moment for him. And he was a damn good pinch hitter until about his last year with us where he really just started to fall off. But he was against a righty. God, he was atrocious in left field, though. Yes, he was a poor defender. But against a righty, Looks coming like in sh- off the bench, that was a really solid option for both Bobby Cox and Freddie Gonzalez and uh, gave me a hell of a memory that I'll remember for the rest of my life. So, Number three, Eric Hensky. And one of his teammates comes in at number two, Brooks Conrad, uh, who is vilified and and beloved at the same time. People forgot about uh, the good things he did before those playoffs. And the Braves fucking just uh, Tyler Flowers knocked in the run. Beautiful. Took a 5-4 lead in the top of the 10th. After blowing the game. Yep. Hopefully we can hold on to that. Uh, Yeah, so Brooks Conrad had a hell of a run in the 2010 season. Um had two or three pinch hit home runs, had a pinch hit grand slam against Cincinnati when we were down like 10 to nothing to, to win the game or something like that. Now, he holds the record for the most pinch hit grand slams ever uh, with two, but both of them came in that same season. Yeah, so he had a hell of a run. Of course, he's also going to be remembered for his horrific defense uh, when he was playing second base for Martin Prado in the division series in 2010. That same game that Eric Hensky hit that home run, Brooks Conrad made an error early that gave the Giants a one nothing lead, and he also made errors that led to their victory in uh, the top of the ninth with two on. Or no, not two on. There was no one on, 
there were two outs, and uh, Giants got a base hit, and then Conrad made, I think, two errors that inning that cost us the uh, the ball game. Yeah, it was a real... Uh, or it might have been in the ninth inning and then the tenth inning, but point being, he made, I think, three misplays that game that cost us the, uh, yeah. the ball game. It's all mental, too. We just didn't have any other options, so that's why yeah. he was out there. We were down, you know, Chipper... Martin was out, right? Yeah, Chipper was out, Martin was out. I mean, I think if you have Chipper and Martin, you could have won that series. Yeah. And, Conrad, bless him, you know, he tried. Um, but, you know, he, he got tons of shit. And I'm sure he's living on a farm somewhere now because he just had to escape the uh, yeah, public eye. I think he, he left the next year and went to uh, Tampa Bay. But, I mean, made some incredible contributions. But also, unfortunately, in this town, he'll be remembered for his, uh, his errors that were very costly. But he had magical moments, and that makes him number two on our list. Brooks Conrad. Yep, and number one... <laughs> Because uh, we're nostalgia whores. Keith Lockhart. Keith Lockhart. Um, just your solid utility player. Played a ton of second base. Pinch hit a lot. Uh, hitting the 260, 270s range. I don't have a super specific memory of Keith Lockhart doing something really heroic, but I know he was always there. He was always our bench guy, always our utility guy, always our pinch hitter. For me, this was before I was like, like I watched baseball, but I wasn't like super knowledgeable of uh, the players and what they're actually doing, but I loved watching it. But I, I remember thinking, I think I asked my dad, I was like, so when someone pinch hits, it's just an automatic home run? Because I just, that's all I ever saw Keith Lockhart do was hit home runs. So I, I just assumed that's what happened. You called a pinch hitter, and this guy just somehow hits a home run. Yeah. That's, that's my memory, anyways. I don't, I don't have any stats to back that up. <laughs> but uh, it's a warm and fuzzy memory. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I The only real memory I have of Keith Lockhart, uh, I mean, I remember him, but I mean, in terms of like heroic memory, was uh, I got his autograph. At the CNN Center. I had him sign a little foam football. And uh, I was about eight years old. Did he say, hey, kid, I play baseball, you idiot? Negative. <laughs> that would have been funny if he had. I'll say it for you, Keith. I just said it. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were say it again. No. Oh. Um, so, yeah, that rounds out our, uh, our top five Braves pinch hitters. Uh, number five, Mark DeRosa. Number four, Julio Franco. Number three, Eric Hensky. Number two, Brooks Conrad. Number one, Keith Lockhart. We bring you nothing but the most current info and very relevant, of course. Indeed, indeed. So that wraps up our show this week. Uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, find us on Facebook at Atlanta Zone Sports Podcasts, on Twitter at Atlanta Zone Sports. Sports. Yeah, that was funny, wasn't it? <laughs> and. Uh, Subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't already. Leave us some more feedback. We're getting some good stuff, so thanks again for that. If you tweeted us, we will respond. Yeah, we still haven't gotten any tweets, but we've gotten some followers. So I think that means we have a 100% feedback rate for responding. Yeah, I think silence is golden. As long as the views keep coming in and no one says anything, I think we're in a good position. Actually, we would love some more feedback. So um, if you have a chance, that would be swell. If not, I understand it is a pain in the ass. Uh, but that is our show for this week. For Graham Waldrop, I'm Adam Kalal. Hospitalmanship.